Wow. Welcome to the weird and suspicious. That's weird. That's suspicious. I'm Kirsten. I'm Kyla. And you guys don't get joshed today. Yeah, week. fuck them. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that, but Kyla can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I left my glasses in my car. <laughs> so, today I'm going to start off by talking about cryptids. We have talked about cryptids on the podcast before, but I'm just going to talk about kind of the, the general idea of what they are. And then there's like one little little cryptid that I was going to talk about on top of that. So... Cryptids are animals that cryptozoologists believe may exist somewhere in the wild, but they're not believed to exist by mainstream science. Cryptozoology is a pseudoscience, which primarily looks at anecdotal stories and other claims rejected by the scientific community. I did not know what pseudoscience was, so I looked it up. And it says pseudoscience consists of statements, beliefs, or practices that claim to be both scientific and factual, but are incompatible with the scientific method. So, So, like... Kind of like science, but, like, without... Like, astrology? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think... Astrology is still, like, more, like, scientifically proven. I feel like this is just kind of, like... Oh, I think it's not. I think that's why everyone's so against it. I was thinking of not astrology. I don't know. I was thinking about space things. I don't fucking know. Oh, like aliens? Uh, no. Like, um... Black holes? Black holes have been proven, though. Science about... The, the space example so like the Bermuda triangle is one disappearance of ships and airplanes that's pseudoscience yeah because there's like no proof of it but like yeah so i and i think astrology <clears throat> falls into that too okay so statements beliefs or practices that claim to be both scientific and factual but are inca- incompatible okay look up look up the scientific method Oh, it says the moon landing conspiracy or flat earth is considered pseudoscience. That's hilarious. I think that's like, it's a systematic observation, measurement, and experiment, the formulation, testing, and modification of hip- of a hypothesis. So it's kind of like in science class and we'd have to like do all these crazy steps just to like prove shit that yeah, we already the know. Whole, yeah, the whole if and statement. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. so basically like these the pseudoscience is like it's like kind of proven but like they haven't run like any tests on it because they can't really run tests on stuff like that okay but like how is flat earth the pseudoscience then i don't fucking know that stresses me out are they saying (laughs) that it could be real absolutely not (laughs) we said we were gonna talk about it at some point oh we are i just can't fucking bring myself to read or listen to any of these people oh my god they're obnoxious i'm sorry i'm sorry oh yeah i think astrology fall astrology is one of them moon landing conspiracies ancient astronauts bermuda triangle climate change denialism so it's kind of like why other scientists are like that's not real and then there's like all these other like wannabe scientists that are like the earth is flat the earth is flat you're making it sound less real but then again like pseudoscience or the earth is flat creatures that are like probably isn't real um i will say i think some things that are in pseudoscience that i think are real right but i'm saying it also does have some things that are like questionable Like a lot of them are questionable, but the yeah. ones that I think are real, I'm like, you can't prove that it's not true, so <laughs> you can about the other ones either. You can prove that Earth isn't flat. I was thinking more like the creatures. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about conspiracy people. <laughs> 
like you can fucking tell these people are stupid and prove them wrong i mean i can't because i'm not a scientist but scientists can (laughs) okay so it also says they in cryptozoology they primarily look at anecdotal stories and i also didn't know what that was so anecdotal stories is like anecdotal evidence is evidence based only on personal observation collected in a casual or non-systematic manner the term is sometimes used in a legal context to describe certain kinds of testimony which are uncorroborated by objective independent evidence such as notarized documentation photographs audio visual recordings etc well, biologists regularly identify new species following established scientific methodology. Cryptozoologists focus on entities mentioned in the folklore record and rumor. So entities that may be considered cryptids by zoologists include Bigfoot, Yeti, the Chupacabra, uh, the Jersey Devil, Loch Ness Monster, and Mbembe. Scholars have noted that the cryptozoology subculture rejected mainstream approaches from an early date and the adherents often express hostility to mainstream science scholars have studied cryptozoologists and their influence in other pseudosciences such as ghost hunting and ufology and highlighted uncritical media propagation of cryptozoologist claims the one that i'm gonna talk about is I wrote down how to pronounce this because it's spelled so weird. Malcol, Malcol Mbembe. Oh no, Malcol Mbem. Yeah, that. Yeah, I'm never gonna correct you on how uh. to pronounce things. <laughs> That's one thing I will never say you're wrong about. I'll just be like, yeah, she's right. That's unless, how, it's, that, unless it's bagel. It. Don't even don't start with me. <laughs> Literally. Literally. You're done. (laughs) Anyway, this word is from the language Lingala, which is kind of funny. Uh, It means one who stops the flow of rivers. So that's what this creature is supposedly supposed to do or some shit like that. It's like an avatar. It can control water. Hell yeah. Damn. I wish they had, like, theories of it being blue. I was gonna say, that's, like, a real thing, isn't it? Oh, I wasn't thinking of that avatar. I was thinking of, like, the anime one. With the one with the arrow on his head. Avatar? Is that also Avatar? Yeah. Isn't, like, Avatar Windbender or some shit? I don't fucking know. Uh. there's one guy made me watch it one time and now i think i know what i'm talking about i don't know (laughs) i have i haven't seen it either actually i want to oh i just seems like consuming but it's like the the earth fire air and water yeah. I said wind earlier. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know things. So the one who stops the flow of rivers is a water-dwelling entity that supposedly lives in the Congo River Basin located in Central Africa. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Pretty cool shit. So we have a South African listener. Hi, friend. Hell yeah. Listen up. You might find... Yeah, and then you can also tell us if we're saying it wrong. Right, and pics or it didn't happen. (laughs) 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 It says sometimes described as a living creature, but also sometimes described as a spirit. And those that have heard or allegedly seen it describe it as a large quadrupedal herbivore, so a four-legged herbivore. With smooth skin, a long neck, and a single tooth sometimes said to be a horn. So I don't know what's up with that description of them saying tooth or sometimes horn because those aren't... Okay. Well, like, maybe it comes out by its nose. Right. So they're, like, horn? 
Or tooth? It's like a... Like a... Saber tooth? I was gonna say that! Like a saber tooth, but like with a... With a unitooth. Yeah. Well, like, the mammoth things, what do they call those? They call them tusks. Tusks? Yeah. I guess maybe Except that this one just sense. comes out of its nose. Yeah. I'm thinking of that picture, you know, like, that really creepy picture of the Tarzan? Like, the really ugly-looking Tarzan? The cartoon Tarzan or the live Tarzan? Is there a live Tarzan? I'm just saying that. I don't even know if there is one. I don't know anymore. I don't even know if that's what I'm talking about. I can't. Oh, you know what it is? It's Beauty and the Beast, but when the Beast turns into a man, he's Mm. ugly as fuck, and they make, like, mockery ones of it because he's, like, super ugly. Of, like, the cartoon one? I haven't seen the cartoon one in a minute. No, it's, like, it's, like, a mockery of it, though. It's not the actual one. Oh. Um... Also, there is a real life Tarzan. I wasn't just making that up. There is. Yes, it's called the Legend of Legend, the Legend of Tarzan. It came out in two thousand sixteen. In the early mid twentieth century, the entity would become a point of focus among adherents of the pseudoscience of cryptozoology and young Earth creationism, which is mentioned a couple times. The first time I was trying to avoid talking about. Uh, young earth creationism because it seemed like a little bit futile but i guess I it just has a lot means pointless okay so i ended up freaking looking it up um and it's a form of creationism which holds as a central tenet that the earth and its life forms by supernatural acts of the god of abraham between approximately six thousand and ten thousand years ago In its most widespread version, YEC is based on the religious belief in the inerrancy, which means they think the Bible has no errors. So I don't know why this is mentioned so many times. I'm confused by what it means. So it's like an extreme religious group that also believes in like It's like almost like like a Bible science group. But that believes in ghosts? Well, I think they probably believe it's a real creature. Okay. So they believe in, like, cryptids more than ghosts. Yeah, I doubt that they... Well, you know, they could believe it's a spirit. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Right. (sighs) Because it's... Well, and it would just, like, for some reason it became, like, um... A focus of this group for some reason. Like, this animal became a focus of this group. Uh, Resulting in numerous expeditions led by YEC and other groups with the objective to find evidence that invalidates or contradicts the scientific consensus regarding evolution. So I'm guessing that's why they were trying to find more information about this to be like, evolution isn't real. People were always people. Uh, paleontologist Donald Prothero remarks that, quote, the quest for Mokulam Bem is a part of the effort by creationists to overthrow the theory of evolution and teaching of science by any means possible, end quote. So that makes sense. If it's like a weird religious culty group, then they're just trying to invalidate anything that goes against their religion, I guess. Uh, Additionally, Prothero observes that the only people looking for Mokulambem are creationist ministers, not wildlife biologists. That's really weird. You idiot. (laughs) I was like, damn, this bitch keeps ignoring me. I had my thing on mute. (laughs) you (laughs) because i was gonna say i was also because when you said like how they like um go they are trying to disprove anything that goes against the bible when it comes to stuff like that like one time i was in church and i asked our pastor person sunday school teacher i don't know um i was like if dinosaurs aren't in the bible 
how can we have dinosaur fossils? What did he say? They were like, um, uh, okay, so, like, God created everything within seven days or something like that, right? Like, we were created within seven days or some shit. Yep. And their answer was that, oh, because I also said, if if we were here by seven days of the creation of Earth or whatever, how also, like, there's dinosaurs and also, like, there's dinosaurs that are millions of years below where our fossils are at. I was bringing science into this. I was a smart-ass little kid, I guess. That's hilarious. Because that <laughs> I was really young. And I was really young. And then they are like, like, yeah, um, and there's thousands of years yeah. down there. And they're like, bro. well, a day back then could have been thousands of years. And I was like, I'm going to put a pin in that because I'm not sure I agree with it. <laughs> They said a day back then could have been thousands of years. Yeah, that the seven days could have been actually millions of years, and their just perception of time was different. And I'm like, you came up with an answer on spot. I don't know if I believe it, but they gave me an answer right away. (laughs) Um, sure. (laughs) We don't have Josh here to like... (laughs) He's the religious man. We don't have him to like. <laughs> I know. He's, explain he's more. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he'd even be like, "That's a little weird." <laughs> That's really weird. Why would they? Well, I mean, I guess to like keep you from stop asking questions, keep you from straying from the word of God. Yeah, our Lord and Savior, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. No. Um. So. Where was I? Blah, 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 blah. Historian Edward Guimont has argued that the Malcolm Bum myth grows out of earlier pseudo-historical claims about Great Zimbabwe and in turn influenced the later reptilian conspiracy theory. Is that like where people are reptiles? Like how it's kind of... uh, reptile now it's kind of looked at as a reptile now oh uh the first depiction of the mokulambem as an apatosaurus like creature was in 1909 in beast and men the autobiography of famed big game hunter carl hagenbeck he claimed to have heard from two independent sources about a creature living in rhodesia a state in South Africa more known as modern-day Zimbabwe. It was described to them by natives as half-elephant, half-dragon. So we're kind of changing the way that it looks now, except elephants do have... The, like, horn tusk things? Tusks. Is it tusks? I think some elephants do. I think mammoths are just bigger than elephants, and that's... Well, I don't know. Saying, do they have tusks? I think some. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Because I can't think of things right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're gonna go. Yep. It sure is, Kyla. Thank you. Um, naturalist Joseph Menges has also told similar stories about it. He said it can only be some kind of dinosaur seemingly akin to the brontosaurus which in pictures i'm gonna have to send pictures to you uh that's what it looks like is that dinosaur and then another one of hagenbeck sources hans schomburg asserted that while at lake bangwalu he noted a lack of hippopotami oh that's guys yeah it's plural it's kind of funny. I would just say hippos in my head. I don't think I've ever tried to use the full word in plural. Because nobody ever says the full word. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. It don't start with that shit. That's literally, <laughs> literally summertime. Uh, his native guides informed him of a large hippo killing creature that lived in Lake Bangalore. However, as noted below, Schomburg thought that 
native testimony was sometimes unreliable. Uh, tales of entities like this creature, living saurians walking around the African rainforest, are not rare. They've been there have been multiple tales of large, smooth-skinned quadrupeds with long necks that fed on large prey still living in Central Africa. So there's totally still dinosaurs there. They just be snatching people up, eating them and shit. It was only after the depiction of the Mokulambam surface that the rest of the world started interpreting those legends as possessing a dinosaur-like body structure. So maybe it didn't actually look like a dinosaur. A notable example would be the Emla Ntuka, an elephant-sized creature that shares a lot of similarities with the Mokulambam. It's described as having smooth skin, a strong and muscular tail, and a horn and or tooth. Another similar creature, the Jagonini, was described by Alfred Aloysius Smith, who had worked for a British trading company in what is now Gabon in the late 1800s, briefly mentioned it in his 1927 memoir. So this thing looks like a dinosaur. So people started saying it looked like a dinosaur after, like, more people were learning about the animal and like what the tales were saying about it but i'm not really sure if it actually does look like a dinosaur i mean in the pictures it definitely looks like a brontosaurus so so like let's say it's real it's possible that it's not a cryptid that it's just a still existing dinosaur yeah hmm but I think, like, the way that it was originally described, I think that's kind of what makes it a cryptid. Um, people just kind of... Well, change. and the fact that they can't really find it, like, proof of right. it, too. Right. There's no proof that it's there. And honestly, if there's an animal that large, there's no way it's hiding in the woods like that. I don't know. Like, you think that people think the same thing about Bigfoot, but, like, there's been people that have hid out in woods and have never been seen. Yeah, I get. And yeah, we're not that person big. though. Not a giant animal like that. But like, you know what I mean? It's like the size of an elephant. You're yeah. at least gonna hear that walking around. It's very good at tiptoeing. I was just gonna say this bitch is not tiptoeing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's a fucking tiptoe tip-toeing queen. The <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Um, it's a Tiptosaurus <laughs> Rex. <laughs> Tipsosaurus. <laughs> a Tipsosaurus Rex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like it. You ever heard of those? Um, they're my favorite. I just like, I don't know what the animal is, the actual dinosaur is that you're comparing it to, but in my head, all I'm picturing is a T-Rex on its tiptoes with his little tiny hands just beep bop booping around. What? Okay. Hear me out here, though. What if it is like a T-Rex and it's, it has, like, the tiny arms? But, like, because its feet are so large and it would be super loud for it to walk on its feet, it's walking on its stubby little arms. Its head's too big. Well, this one has, like, a long neck. Okay, okay. That seems oh, really uncomfortable and, like, you'd get a kink in your neck. Like, you really could only do that for a minute. You don't know things. I'm just trying to think if my neck was really long, like, longer than my arms. I don't think I could walk on my arms for very long. Do you long. think giraffes get neck cramps all the time when they're if they, their heads down to If they stuck their back the legs time? up, yeah, I think they would. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly i believe giraffes probably do have some neck pain they, they need to get do. a chiropractor in and getting them adjusted well don't they i'm pretty sure they have really strong necks though yeah they fight with their necks oh they yeah still just in case the they should check it out with their necks. i'm a, a we need a giraffe chiropractor we just found a new job <laughs> deal 
I want to do say... it. Okay. You said eel. <laughs> I said deal. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think that's gross. <laughs> Here's one picture of it. It's the dumbest picture ever. It just looks like a dinosaur. <sighs> a modern day dino. And they really are screaming rawr. Oh, they look like long necks. They're like yeah. long necks with That's a horn the... coming from their nose, but with the body of an elephant. Yeah, I don't think these would be able to hide very well. That's what I'm saying. But like, what if they are spirits, so they're only showing themselves to people who are worthy of being shown? Yeah, I feel like if you're showing yourself to people who are worthy, then nobody would even say anything about it. Because I feel like if someone was like special enough to see it. Eh. I think they'd say something. I think they would. Now I have hippopotamus for Christmas stuck in my head. Stop. So they're like a really small long neck. I guess so, yeah. With little spikes going down their neck. Cute. I kind of like them. Which Mm. one? The one that looks real? Yeah. He looks more friendly. The one on the bottom looks like he could eat me up. Yeah, but that one also has like the more hippo-like yeah features well the one in the middle still has a hippo like mouth like its nose is hippo shaped yeah it's kind of weird looking honestly if this thing was real i wouldn't be surprised because of all the dinosaur type animals that they could be this one seems like it could be the most realistic modern dino right yeah i agree and like i don't know if i needed to ride one to get somewhere i, I would get on it if I needed to ride a T-Rex to get somewhere, I would not get on it. Ugh, I would. That You know how dope that would be? You know how terrifying that would be? They would eat you up. Mm, okay, <sighs> but bite. what if they were actually, like... You'd be like a piece of popcorn. Really chill. I doubt it. No one... No... No thing in the world is that disproportionately sized and is chill. there's no way chill if it's disproportionate (laughs) like i'm not that chill yeah and like i am not crazy like that but i'm not chill yeah i don't know i don't know another small person that is just chill they're all pretty wild to me yeah. Okay. So I'm just continuing on MK Ultra, which like this is like so long because I'm going into essentially how it gets started. So like we don't even get into like some of the crazy shit quite yet. Jesus. I know, but you know what? I feel like the people need to know that the government did this, and that this is true, and that it's not a lie. No, that this is not a conspiracy. I mean, I'm sure a little bit of it is, but most of it's not. Most of it's real. So the OSS, we talked about them last last week. They were like the the birth of the CIA, the group before the CIA came to be. So they are the ones who started the war with North Africa, which initially, like, or not initially, which essentially started or led to the war in Europe. The invasion of Italy, and when we went to Normandy and fucked some shit up there. I don't quite know what we did in Normandy, but I know it was bad. Good job, America. Yeah. Alright, so we were talking about how money, the money stuff. Money would randomly disappear and then reappear in the veterans of the OSS after the war. So that was also a problem. And then we have Dr. Henry Murray. He was a psychologist or he was the psychologist chief in the OSS, and he said that the way the OSS operated had the potential to attract psychopaths and believed that it was the purpose. So he believed that the way that they operated, that they did it on purpose to attract psychopaths and sociopaths or whatever, um, knowing that those kinds of people would be best suited for the job. Yeah, and they were torturing people. Yeah, and, like, not just that, they were torturing people and then just, like, having whole-ass fucking families and being like, hey, Barb, how are the kids doing? You know? (laughs) How's it going, Barbara? (laughs) 
<laughs> Here's some money for the food. <laughs> I won't beat you because I'm murdering other people. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, they could literally do whatever they wanted and have zero consequences. And they were often praised and rewarded for doing crazy illegal things so like that's kind of why psychopaths are like yeah we should like join the oss also like yeah i feel like you'd have to do like some crazy testing to join the oss like you can't just become a member of the cia because you want to become a member of the cia yeah how does that even work or like being a part of the fbi like how do you even i think the fbi is a little bit easier than the cia because the cia is an intelligence group but how do you even go about that? You got a military and be be smart and do a good job mm-hmm. and be a man. And, and be a man. Yeah, I mean, I know there's women, but I'm sure they work a lot harder than the men do. That's just my wild guess. I could be wrong. Um, So they are rewarded for doing crazy things and they have to be people that are good at keeping secrets. So, you know, psychopaths, that's essentially what they are. Alan Dulles, he was a Princeton graduate, a lawyer who come who came from old money. He had lots of connections, had money invested in businesses. He also had money that was invested in the companies that were supplying war machines to the Nazis. War machines? Yeah, I think just like guns. Machines and that start wars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was the leading force in wanting Operation Autonomy. So, like, he wanted, like, the essentially the government to not know or have a say in what the OSS was doing. Yeah, if they're doing a bunch of illegal stuff, then. Yeah, but, like, you know, the government was probably behind some of that. I mean,. For sure, but once you cross the line, like so, yeah, there's far, some stuff. Su- like, the government eh. has a little bit of morals, I guess. <laughs> that, was, that was silly of you to cut their legs off. Well, this guy, Alan Dulles, who has connections to the Nazis, essentially, he's like in business with their suppliers for for their guns and stuff. He later, we'll go more into him on the next episode, but he later. Um, becomes one of the most notorious directors of the CIA and wanted to close the gap in brainwashing because America had just found out apparently that Korea has had POWs and was already brainwashing them. So he believed the government in D.C. couldn't possibly understand what it was like to be on the front lines of the OSS. And I think that's kind of why he was like, we need our say you kind of just fund us and then we just do whatever we want because you couldn't possibly understand how hard it is to be cutting off these people's toes. <laughs> That's how I imagine it was in my head. <laughs> that was so dramatic. I know, but like... <laughs> um, these are some of the other big names that were involved. Vanderbilt's. J.P. Morgan's sons. I don't know who J.P. Morgan is. I should have Googled this. Quick break. Okay, he was a global leader in finance services, offering solutions to the world's most important corporations, governments, and institutions. Um, I think J.P. Morgan... J.G. Wentworth... Call 877-CASH-NOW. I think he owns Chase Banking. What? It says J.P. Morgan Chase. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company is an American multinational investment bank and financial services holding company headquarters in New York and incorporated in Delaware. He's the reason for people with Chase getting free Instacart for a month? He is part of Chase Bank. So J.P. Morgan, the original, I would fucking cry. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking love Instacart. So, like, uh, the guy who started Chase Bank, his sons were part of the OSS. Mm -hmm, That's not great, but okay. 
and DuPont, which was a chemical company started in the U.S., And apparently the only reason that the Rockefellers were not part of the OSS is because they already had their own intelligence group. Makes sense. I'm not surprised one bit. Um, Many reasons why there are so many conspiracies about the CIA and probably many other of the three-letter organizations is because how deeply connected the wealthy are and, I mean, they were connected to the OSS who birthed the CIA, so it's like... It's hard to separate them, even if, like, I mean, the CIA is most likely still connected to wealthy people, but, like, it's hard when that was the start of it to just be like, we're no longer connected to those families, because I doubt that's the case. And so, like, since the OSS and the CIA did so much, like, fucked up shit with this kind of stuff, like, with the war and then with MKUltra, people just don't trust them. And, like... That was kind of the start of people not trusting these organizations, I think. Which makes sense. Part of this started with Roosevelt. Was his name Teddy Roosevelt? (laughs) I just know their last names. Yeah, but like, with this? Teddy Roosevelt was part of this. Oh. That's what the- and JFK! Like, I'm fucking- it all goes back to Nazis and JFK. A lot of these conspiracies do. He was the president who came from a wealthy family, and when he took office, so he was one of the first presidents that came from an extremely wealthy family, I do believe. I could be wrong, but I think that's the case. So when he took office, he appointed a bunch of other wealthy people from wealthy families so like that's how all these wealthy families got into politics essentially i guess and then like those wealthy people started introducing their other wealthy friends and they started getting appointed so like and that's all of how this shit all got fucked up exactly all of the shit that we're dealing with today because they're disconnected fucking people from reality because they have so much money they just don't understand is all because of teddy roosevelt i'm yeah. blaming it on him Why'd you have to go Teddy. and be president? I Fuck you, a good Teddy. Named Teddy. Mm, I had an uncle Teddy, and he was amazing. He was the absolute best, top-notch man. So uh, Teddy Roosevelt, he is the reason why big wealthy people are running our lives. Rude. Get them out. I don't know how we can do that. Or it's too late now. Marry them. <sighs> be a gold digger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, this is a PSA for me and Kyla Josh. I'm not going to say he's part of this because he's not here. But this is the time that you go and get knocked up by all these wealthy men. Yeah. Josh, get knocked up. (laughs) That's not what I meant, but. (laughs) I'm saying he's not, um, what is it? In support of this message. We don't know. Me and Kyla are in support of this message. No, he's in support. (laughs) He's like, get that bad girl. <laughs> okay. It was all about social connections. Which, honestly, it's not a conspiracy. Every, like, You know what I mean? They're like, the wealthy runs the government. It's all their friends and shit. It's not a conspiracy. It started then. It's keep, keep on going now. The OSS actively hired communists. They were not allowed to work with the FBI for this reason. So Donovan, he when he was in the OSS, I talked about him in the last episode, he had communists working in the OSS was his idea. And I guess, okay. So like, do you know what communism is? Because like, I didn't really know what communism was until recently. Like half ass, but you might as well explain it. Because like, I, growing up, I feel like in school, they always kind of, like, were, like, communist is terrorism. Communist. Yeah. Lock you in your basement, and you're only going to eat potatoes and meat, and that's all. I just know about it because of, like, Peaky Blinders. I don't know what that is, but okay. We'll just, um, mention something about it, because not everyone's gonna know what it is. I go into that and how it's different than from socialism because they're kind of somewhat similar. So communism is is a political and economic system that seeks to create a classless society in which the major means of production, such as mines and factories, are owned and controlled by the public. But that's not necessarily true. The points that they stand for are a 
abolishment of private property, collective ownership of means of production, central planning, elimination of unfair gaps in incomes, provisions of a necessary of life. And how this is different is from socialism, I guess the main difference from my understanding is that communists is mostly property and economic resources are owned by the state rather than individual citizens, where socialism is all the citizens share an equal and economic resources and are controlled by everyone, not just one pow- one powerful person. Which, either way, um, would never work. The government thing? I'm not sure I trust that because, like, we just talked about how all of our government, because of fucking Teddy Roosevelt's, all now wealthy people. So, what, we just put them in charge because we keep voting them because they have the money to run. So, we keep voting them into office. So, like, we, yeah, well, say we go to communism. And there's still the wealthy running. And I was going to say, and think about, like, if it was more wealthy people in charge of everything and they were supposed to be making everything equal, don't you think that they would still make themselves much wealthier than everyone yeah. else? Like, Skip eventually, the they could get to the point to, like, Where they could get at. to the point to basically have everyone in poverty, and well, then they could just be we're living getting there. in luxury. We're getting there. We're not that far off. So socialism is a little different. I think socialism is where stuff is a little bit more equal, I think, which I could be wrong. I... I... I didn't go to college. Don't ask me. So, during the Cold War, everyone feared communists, and they were made out to be these terrible people. So, that's why the OSS and the FBI didn't get along. Communism. Donovan, he had scientists try to develop speech-inducing drugs to use in intelligence operations and wanted it to be undetectable, as in the taste of it and stuff. And I don't know. um... Like, uh, what is it? The truth serum? Yeah. Why did you? Because I feel like what you think the truth serum is and what their conclusion to the truth serum is are different. Because when I, I also didn't know what it was, I was shocked by what they were like, this is the from our findings the most practical truth serum and i'm like that is weird um what you can't lie no the drug that is used for the truth serum is not what we all would expect oh okay all right okay so and so he wanted to apparently have quote-unquote better living through chemistry I don't know if drugging people is that, but whatever. So they tried peyote and scoplamine, a.k.a. devil's breath, which I guess is on Mayo Clinic known for a, tr- a not the, but one of the truth-inducing drugs used for it nausea. It is now known as mouthwash. It's not the same thing. Scope. I know. I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> also gives I you can't great breath. Have anything. Also gives you great breath. You may have great breath, but if someone else has bad breath, you're going to tell them because you can't help it. <laughs> it's the only thing it does. Clean mouth. <laughs> That's the only truth they wanted from anyone. Yeah, they're like, if you use this, it'll help. <laughs> It's used for nausea and can be used recreationally and criminally, whatever that means, and it can help create a calming feeling. So, these are some side effects. Agitation. Bigger, dilated, and enlarged pupils. Black part of the eye. Blurred vision and other changes in vision, confusion, increased sensitivity to the eyes, to light, delusions of persecution, mistrust, suspiciousness or combativeness, difficulty in speaking, disturbance in attention, dry, itchy eyes, eyelid irritation, headache, loss of memory, poor coordination, problem with memory, restless, and then here is a wild one. Seeing and hearing or feeling things that are not there. 
it's also very commonly causes hallucinogen hallucinogen hallucinogenic no hallucinations there we go causing hallucinations especially when in heavy amounts but is those amounts often lead to overdosing it sounds like molly but like it's a like really hard molly give it to people still to this day for nausea especially for motion sickness that's weird you i think you just have to take quite a bit of it to feel this so like don't go and take a bunch of it i think a lot i think they're like it's one of those things that they don't prescribe as much as they used to but like i think this is the start of just making people start tripping balls like this is their experiments with drugs oh okay okay and apparently it's those side effects cause also cause people to tell the truth i don't fucking know but the most effective one for the truth speech is the pots the marijuanas marijuana cigarettes smoke two joints in the morning remember when like they used to have those pictures of like the packs of marijuana cigarettes and we're like ha that would never happen and now you can just buy them yeah, but they're not, like, actually THC ones, right? Aren't they just, like, the CBD ones? No, you can buy THC ones, too, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm not <sighs> positive, but I think so. So, the pot the pot ones is the one. Um, they also put it in their food, and they made it very potent, odorless, colorless, and tasteless into a tincture, which became their truth serum and figured out that smoking it was the most effective. So... They would inject the tincture into cigarettes and then be like, you want a cigarette? You want a cigarette before, I, uh, before we interrogate you? Because this is like, what, the 40s? People just chain smoking every other fucking place. I don't even know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I said literal marijuana cigarettes, um, which I don't know about you, but like when I'm high, I don't tell the truth. I just say dumbass shit. Yeah, so they were literally using weed. Yeah, which I guess, like, out of all of their things that they tested, weed is one of the most accurates to get people to tell the truth, which, you know what? Who wants to start getting high, I guess? I mean, I'm not going to get high, but you can all get high around me. And start asking some questions. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start interrogating. That's weird. I would have a panic attack. This was proven to be inconsistent because some people would become paranoid. Uh, me they were like maybe hypnosis hypnosis <laughs> maybe hypnosis <laughs> would work to make german prisoners hate their leaders or whatever so they're like fuck why not stop there let's make them kill to kill hitler what yeah so like really instead of so marijuana cigarettes didn't work out because like people like you and i were losing their shit and they're like you're gonna cut my arm off which honestly they probably were gonna cut your arm off so like they weren't wrong they probably were (laughs) (laughs) so then they tried hypnosis and they're like they wanted hypnosis to just at first try to like make them hate german like military people i think like um shit clockwork orange i've only seen that when i was really drunk so i don't know but yeah but they're like so and i think this was like part of their reasoning for why using hypnosis and like all these drugs and stuff they're like it's fine because we have to do this in order to get them to want to kill hitler so that's our goal here but also at the same time i don't think like maybe i don't think it would take a whole lot to convince some people to kill hitler i don't think you'd have to do all that i don't think so either yeah i just well it could just be like a moral thing like i'm sure there's a lot of people that would be like no I couldn't kill another person. Well, He'll get what he deserves. No, no, no. They weren't doing it to regular civilians. They were doing it to military people. Oh, so like, well, I don't know things. Yeah. Then. I mean, me, I don't think that, I just feel like that doesn't make sense. I'm sure 
they're out here like, can I kill Hitler? Can I kill Hitler? No, I want to kill me. Hitler. That's what they're all doing. Yeah. Yeah. Babies. <laughs> so, that was like, we're, that's why it's fine. And so, when World War II ended, it was in 1945, and then the OSS was dissolved. The CIA was formed about two years later, and they discovered the OSS paperwork, and they looked into it, and they're like, this is now our paperwork. And they're like, fuck yeah, I think we're going to do some of this shit in here. They were on to something. So, like, that's why the OSS is kind of responsible for the CIA. So they didn't really start the CIA, but... The CIA and all their fucked upness, I guess, was because of the OSS. Because they found their paperwork or got a hold of it somehow. And then they're like, that's it. That's it. Yep. That's what we got to do. Um, and by the time Truman came into office, so he came into office right the same year that the war ended. And... He's the one that ended the OSS, and I don't exactly know what he was trying to, what he was referring to in this exact comment, like, but I think part of the reason why he, he dissolved the OSS because he wanted to create his own intelligence unit on his own, and he wanted to create more informants instead of spies, which, like, aren't they, like, the same thing? Um... Well, spies, I think, are just trying to figure out more details for stuff, but informants are kind of just, like, um... Figuring out all the secrets. Like, like yeah. Like, do. what's another... Like, snitches. They're just snitches. Informants are just Yeah, snitches. but informants They're are, basically like... Someone... They go undercover spies... to try and find shit out. Like, spies. Yeah, so they're going undercover, but, like, spies aren't really, like, undercover in like getting into a congregation or whatever. Oh, I think they it. are. I think that's why everyone was like they're a communist spy. Well, I don't know then. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'm. That's what I. I'm think. not a historian by any fucking means. I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> can tell that. And then there was another argument on whether the new intelligence groups, three-lettered organizations or whatever, if they should be serving the president or the Pentagon. And the Pentagon was built in 1941 in order to consolidate the offices of the War Department. So essentially the Pentagon was built so that like anything that had to do with the war shit is in the Pentagon. And that's where they all call home. I think. I mean, that was, I don't, I don't know if that's what it is now, but that's, like, was the idea when they started it. So they're, like, yeah. should the CIA work for, like, they work for the president, but, like, should they be informing the president or should they be informing the Pentagon? Because, like, is the Pentagon supposed to deal with this? And then if it gets out of hand, then you go to the president? Like, do you think the president really knows as much as the people in the Pentagon? Or do you think the people in the Pentagon know more than the president? Because I kind of feel like the people in the Pentagon know more than the president. Uh, the people in the Pentagon probably know more. I'm sure there's some things that they do, like, tell the president if it's necessary. But I think maybe to keep them from completely losing their shit, finding out, like, all this information about stuff that people don't know about they probably just kind of avoid some of the topics just to keep the president from losing their shit. Yeah, like, so I kind of feel like the CIA is listening. Well, they they obviously listen to some shit, but, like, like, do you think that the government's on our computers right now as we do this? And if so, do you think that the president knows? Or do you think the CIA is just doing it without bothering the president because, like, he has other stuff to deal with, not this kind of shit. So, like, what if the president they, doesn't Well, I mean, know? they literally can't, they can't inform the president of literally no, everything. No, not, like, every person that they're spying on, but, like, do you think that they are spying on people and the president really doesn't know that they're spying on people? 
Nah, he probably knows. You think so? He probably doesn't know, like, the specifics. To the extent. Yeah, but, like, I'm sure. Well, because I'm sure that there's some operations or whatever going on that requires the president to know about or have some type of input about when it comes to spying or yeah. whatever. I think it's so wild. I mean, maybe. Maybe they don't, though. I, I mean, maybe And, like, don't. maybe not necessarily spying, but I feel like there's a lot of stuff that they're doing that the government, that the government, that the president really just is, like, clueless to. Because also, like, the people that are in the Pentagon work there for years and years and years and years, and the president's at most the president for eight years. Yep. You can't bother them with all so that. So it's like, how much stuff do they, how much stuff are they really going to Yeah, are you catching them up on everything you've been doing in the past ten years? That seems like a lot of time. I mean, also, how necessary is it? Yeah. Honestly. Because if they have other stuff going on that they really don't want to deal with someone, like, with more authority being able to have an opinion on, they just don't, they just don't say anything. That's so wild to There's think gotta about. Be- They're kind of their own thing. Who's checking the people in the Pentagon? I was just going to say, that makes me think that there's got to be some, you know what I mean? Like, people always think that the president is, like, yeah. the highest up there for the United States. I think everyone's but, like, just. there's got to be people who have, you know what I mean? The like, Pentagon. the president's literally, like you said, only there eight years. But imagine the people who have been working in the Pentagon for 20, 30 years. I think the Pentagon's fake. I mean, they have <laughs> much more of a say. I mean, it's not fake, but, like, in the sense of, like, everyone's... It's not a real shape. <laughs> nope. It's not. <laughs> it's just a giant triangle. <laughs> it's all... You walk in, it's just one giant triangle, and you're like, where are all the rooms? And it's only like, a dome. It's, we just Corners don't exist. Filled it, yeah. We just filled it for the... It's throw off the nope, aliens. It's a dome. But, like, that is really wild, because the Pentagon... It is probably, they're the ones most likely spying on us. Like, that's where the CIA and stuff is, I'm assuming, if that was the whole plan for it. And, like, these people, like, I know people whose family members work there and have worked there for years, and they're not allowed to talk anything about it. And that's just, like, who is keeping them in check? It's not us. I'm sure it's not the president. No, they could probably kind of half-ass do whatever they want. That's kind of how I feel, and I don't like it. It's like Men in Black. The the Pentagon is a secret society. Yeah, it's like Men in Black. It's a secret society that everyone knows about and that everyone's, like, okay with. Like, everyone's like, Area 51, the White House. What about the fucking Pentagon? That's just for funsies. Why is no one questioning the Pentagon? I've said this before on our podcast. Why is no one questioning the Pentagon? Because there's no there's no type of conspiracy theory or anything that really has to do with it. That's like been such a big because it's been controversial so topic to affect. Yeah, so like there's there's nothing for people to to complain about or to talk about because they don't know anything about it. It's just so it. wild that they've been able to go under the radar for this many years since 1940s. Like <clears throat> yeah, if nobody knows anything about it, then nobody nobody can complain about it. And like it. the and I mean, if they haven't done anything that's so crazy to where like people you know figured out that something terrible happened because of their actions, then there's, you know, there's nothing there. There's nothing to talk I about. I think there is stuff to talk about. I think that they've just... I mean, yeah. Somehow have managed to get all of the right people. I think that they... People don't can't retire from there because they're too scared of you spilling their secrets from the Pentagon. Or you ended up dying and they probably had a hand in that. And if not, then... Well, it's probably one of the like few a mix of they good know everything soldiers that's not going to say anything because you can't tell me that every single person that's been inside and come out of the pentagon isn't going to talk it's just not logistically statistically that's not possible but if we're thinking about the fact that they probably know that these people are capable of listening to and surveillancing everyone that has worked there when they're not working 
it's probably also kind of like a like a fear factor yeah. that's keeping people from talking about it. They're like, well, they obviously have dirt on me. So the Pentagon is a secret society slash cult. It is like the government mixed with Scientology all in one. I am deciding this. And the Satanic Temple. Nice. Um. So yeah. Let us know, you know, if you work for the Pentagon and want to remain anonymous and tell us some secrets, do it. <laughs> <laughs> they would track that shit down so fast. I know, but I would love to know. So fast. Um, okay, you can Please do email us at share with us. The weird and suspicious at gmail.com. Our Instagram is the weird and sus. Our Twitter no, our Instagram is the weird and suspicious. Our Twitter is the weird and sus. We are at the weird and suspicious on Facebook. If you want to follow my Instagram, it's Kirsten Rose nineteen. Uh, have a good night and don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. But you can be weird. Don't be suspicious. No. But don't be suspicious. <laughs>